Welcome to The Hot Seat, a sheer therapy podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Pam, and I'll be joining you every week alongside my girls, Denise and Cousin Dan. Every episode, we'll be having real conversations, including the good, the bad, and yes, even the ugly. Although we are three women in different stages of our lives, one single, one married, and one divorced, we can still share our experiences together with love, faith, and a glass of wine in hand, of course. We know you're going to enjoy listening in and riding along this journey we call life with us together. Listen in as we talk, as we get real, and as we get raw. Here we are. Sheer Therapy. Okay, welcome back to another episode of The Hot Seat, a Sheer Therapy podcast. Pam here. Dan. Oh, whoops. See, we always do this. (laughs) I think it's because of the Dan Dan thing. I was trying to catch it quickly. Because I knew one of us would do the dance. You know what? I'm going to beat you next time. You That's go. Take it. No, but she already, inter- she already introduced herself. It's your turn, Denise. Oh, yeah. Den. Den. <laughs> and, you know, this is a great segue into the title of this episode, which is basically don't ditch after you get hitched. And it's all about the importance of keeping friendships outside of just being a wife. So, and this can, this can, I think, go along with any relationship, but there is like this stigma sometimes with some people where it's like, nope, I'm married and that's all I need. Just my husband and me, nobody else. We just need each other. And I don't like, uh, I don't like people like that, eh? Yeah. If you are like that, they don't like you. They don't check for you. <laughs> no, just kidding. But just listen to our episode first, okay? Listen to our episode first, and then we will check. <laughs> yeah. So, like, again, coming from the perspective of, like, this is the great thing about this is there's three of us. You can get three different perspectives, or sometimes they're the same, but three different, like, life, life, life whatever you want to call it, like, spaces in our life. I'm married currently. Raising two young kids. Then there's Denise, who's divorced, co-parenting a almost 13-year-old. And then we have Danielle, who, you know, she is just waiting for Mr. Prince Charming. He's on his way around the corner. He with is his horse. on his way. And I don't care. People say it's a fantasy. I don't care. I saw him. I saw him down the street at um driving up Eglinton. That's what I'm saying. He's circling around me. I just he's right around the corner. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he's there. Go on. She's manifesting, but like, you know, there's so many ways we can look at this. Like, okay, so Dan, as an outsider, as you guys said in, I think, our intro episode, but said something about, um, something about, um, oh, Pam is like, even when she got married, it was still like she was a a girl's girl. I I can't remember how you said it, but it was like, Like nothing's changed since you got married. Yes. Yes, you know when fine. like your friend or your family or someone close to you gets married and you're like ah shit there they go yeah they're gone i'll see them at uh, yeah. christmas but yeah. i feel like with pam it's 
like funny, like nothing's changed. <laughs> like nothing's changed. We can um, hang out whenever, take trips whenever. Um, maybe that's a good marriage to be in that you're, you guys both have your own lives, but you also are married, but you can see your own thing. Yeah. Like to me, I, I think friendship is huge because again, it goes back to like, well, I can talk to like my husband about anything. No, like you can't, if you want to talk about like, I don't know, period cramps from hell and oh I'm so gassy tonight or like oh I think something's changing down there like whatever if you think that you can talk to your husband about all those things and you can that's fine but sometimes like that's not the person you need to talk to about that you know and it's like even even to say like yes you have phone you have your phone friends you know we only really talk on the phone and if we see each other it's in a group but like there is something with the intimacy of having your girlfriends sitting on a couch, vegging out, drinking wine, talking smack, that is just different from doing that with your husband. And I think it is very vital and healthy because sometimes you need to just get away and come back and just have that, have that space with your girls. And and it's very healthy. Like it's very healthy. And I don't know, Denise. Uh, Denise, can I ask you something? Yes. Um, oh shoot! It just left. My- <laughs> 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 oh, uh, spinning off of that though, you know how you were saying, um, and Denise, you can answer this. Um, it's funny because like Pam's saying, like you can't talk to your spouse about everything. Like even though that's your spouse, there's just certain things. No. But I just, the funny thing is I find with my married peeps, I just assume everything I tell them, their spouse is getting the earful at night when you're laying in bed together. So you may not be talking to your spouse about your stuff, but like just for the sake of combo laying in bed at night, you're damn well telling him about how my day went. Yeah, they are. Or my crazy date story or something like that. Pillow talk. It's pillow talk. Yeah, Yeah, they are. 100%. They are. Can you elaborate on that? Guys, if you can see Denise again, I I swear to God, when we go to video, this girl's in Shit's Creek without a paddle. We will be here recording this podcast for you. And the girl is like doing the robot in the background doing um, what do you call those fingers? Music fingers, dancing, jazz hands. She's doing jazz like Denise. Are you here? This is why I'm here. I'm I'm here. But what I'm doing is I'm trying to like I'm getting the energy flowing because right now, like I'm in I'm in like a office desk dead mode. So I'm trying to get like energetic and I'm trying to get that's why that's why you need your girlfriends. And you know what, guys, this is going to be my pillow talk tonight to Kevin. Friggin Denise. Every time we're recording, she's doing jazz hands. Pillow talk. (laughs) And that, you know, but yeah, are you ready to elaborate, Denise, or would you like us to give you 10 more minutes? Um (laughs) I love you. Imagine I started, I think, yeah, (laughs) 10 more minutes. No, it's really true. Like, yeah, that is pillow talk is like a must. And anybody that says anybody that's married that says they don't do that, they're liars. (laughs) They're liars. But um Mine was the total opposite. When I, when I got married, I thought, I thought you had to dedicate yourself hundred percent to your spouse. And I like started cutting my life, cutting my life for my child and my husband. 
And that was the worst thing I could have ever done. The worst. Because when he has his life and he's like, then you look at him and you're like, well, you're so selfish. I'm cutting my life for you and you're not cutting for me. Uh, Well, sister girl, I never told you to do that. So when he's out partying and he's having fun with his friends and family, I'm sitting there left with the bag in my hand on the couch with nothing to do. Is it more times the man's expecting that? Or as a woman, as a nurturer, you naturally just are like, no, I got to deal with home all the time and forget everything else about me. I think what it is, is it's not, it, I think naturally as a nurturer, like women tend to do that, but also I think it's what you grew up seeing. So I grew up watching my mom dedicating herself 120% to our home. So like she'd have friends, but it was like, okay, one day a week, maybe one day a month, they would get me like the nanny or something and hire somebody, put me there because they knew like, that's just my one day with my friends. But other than that, like 95% of the time, it's just a hundred percent dedicated to your family. That's what I grew up seeing. So I thought, oh yeah, I, I thought going into marriage, like I didn't have an identity for myself. I just thought you copy, like marriage just means you copy what you see. So like I copied and redid everything my mom did, but then I realized, yeah, that may work for her, but it doesn't work for me. Yeah. And And like, did you and Kevin talk about how it was going to be when you guys got married or did it naturally just flow that you two gave each other space? Well, for all those listening, I just like to let you know that I followed the Steve Harvey manual all the way through to my marriage. Act like a lady, think like a man. And I had many conversations with Kevin in like two months of dating and y'all heifers used to be like, oh my God, you're going to scare him off. I mean, I it sounded him. annoying at first. She'd go to the one chapter and she'd be like, okay, the book says to do this. I'm doing this. And then five minutes later, she'd be like, so Kevin, <laughs> yeah. I need to know the circumference of the ring and it needs to be in seven days according <laughs> to the book. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> no, but like we, I think the good thing is, um, for all of you guys don't know, and this will be in an upcoming podcast called When a Booty Call Turns Into Love, um, we didn't have any, any, any vision that we were going to be together. I actually really detested Kevin, um, but it actually just happened naturally. And, you know, but we would be hanging out and we'd be having conversations. So he, like I said before, and another thing is he heard about my whole past, my whole past and even some of the current things that were going on. So we had many conversations. And so that was the good thing that opened up, I guess, the communication pathway is that when we started to get a little bit more serious and drew out what that vision looked like because Steve Harvey said, you need to put what your morals and values are right ahead the gate. And it was, I, I never had a model of marriage to watch. Like my parents split, like literally in the delivery room when I was born. So it's like, or maybe a bit after I'm not quite sure, but um, I, I could watch marriage on TV and I seen like, cousins marriages like my aunts and uncles or other people's but I didn't have one in the house all the time right but um I just thought like my mom had girlfriends or like she spent a lot of time with us but I thought okay we need to have conversation about what 
our future would look like. And it was very apparent in the beginning. Like Kevin was like, I have friends and I'm still going to like have my friend group and take a boys trip once a year. And we actually spoke. We said like one big trip a year, one weekend trip. Like you have to define it, right? Because what is a trip? Does that mean you're going to Fiji for two weeks? Like, or could you combine it? And to this day, like you, you have to re reconnect and go back to have the same conversations. But like from the beginning of dating him, you guys were there almost at like every other date. Like if we were going to a party, you guys were there. If we were going to a barbecue, you guys were there. Always pack up in the backseat of his Jeep. Like I, I told him like, these are my friends and they are my rib cages like they're a part of my body so third wheel call it what it is yeah. call it what it is yeah like why are you laughing denise which just made me laugh remember, remember when remember when you guys were just dating and we went <laughs> and we got high and we went <laughs> we walked through <laughs> we walked through the tall grass at wild water Kingdom. yes we were like we we're acting like so spaced out and him and his brother were looking at us like a bunch of jackasses yeah. So if that's those of you who don't was know, that in the Steve Harvey book, Pam? You know, I God love I love my brother-in-law, Terry. Big up, big up if you're listening. And you know, he you can't use he, names. I can use a name. Hi Terry, we love you. He is a he is a Rastaman. Rasta <laughs> Disclaimer and for any residuals from this drink it's like the way i drink tea that's that's his tea and so we were out one day and we decided me and denise like hey yeah like come on we haven't done it in like 10 years but let's try some they had to like basically pick us up put us in the car bring us to eat and god love kevin he hasn't changed i know i actually am reminding myself right this he's never changed because he was like had to babysit you and your idiot friends (laughs) and i'm like rude He says the same thing to this day, though. Right. But even is as tough as he can be. I know you guys know in your heart, like he truly loves you guys because Kevin don't like many people to come around. And he he, you know what the thing is when we are talking about like the Holly Furtick book, the type of like angers, Kevin, like he's not a surprise if he don't like you. You're just you're going to (laughs) know. like. And if he's upset about you with something, especially because you're close friends, like he's going to tell you, like he'll tell Denise, don't bring your long hand in my house and take my drinks. Yeah. Yeah. But like, we're always going to take his drinks. Yeah, you are. <laughs> hey, Kev. Hey, Kev. But back to we've gone on a bunny trail. But back to that, it's like he accepts you guys. I accept his friends. And if there's ever a big occasion or something I used to look at this as, you know, sometimes you talk to people and they can influence like, no, you guys should be together. And then you start to question, oh, do we have too many people around? But honestly, this year has taught me like everybody has their own journey. But we just like I love people. I love people. And I see the people around him who mean something to him. And if there's ever a birthday or an occasion, I include those people because I feel like they are one with us. Like you guys are not just my friends. Like you're the biggest supporters. If I'm going through something with Kevin, Denise is always like on Kevin's side, like honestly, like 65% of the time. And she'll just tell me that I'm, she'll call me out on my BS. 
Danielle, she's a little bit more empathetic to me, maybe because our wombs were so close at an early age. But then she'll just be like, okay, well, I love Kevin. And that's it. But like, I mean, you're not perfect, but obviously. <laughs> Yeah. I can't sit and gripe about you to you every single time you have a disagreement. Denise can do that one. Yeah. 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 But like, that's another reason why you should have your friends. And I see the aftermath of older couples who are more mature and seasoned in their marriages who did cut off and it's not even cut off, but like you just didn't make girl time a priority anymore. And they are kind of paying the price for it now. Like they are in a hole where they have nobody to talk to really because they didn't maintain a girl group. Like you need to have your girls. Like you need to have your girls. It's a different shoulder to cry on. It's a different ear to talk to. And it's a different perspective. So like, you can't just think, oh, I'm married. It's all about my family. Of course it is. But like, you're telling me you can't carve out a Friday to go dip some calamari in a, in a dip and sip some wine and laugh. Like to me, that's just ridiculous. And, but it, to each his own. Right. But I don't think you should ditch after you get hitched hundred percent. Yeah. And like, um, I think when I was younger, you know, I think we all fell into that. Like when you're younger, you're not, you're kind of just like so caught up in your like love affairs And I think at the beginning of dating too, like you do put a lot of time into that person because that's how you get to know them and figure out. So yeah, like I'm saying, I get that there's like pockets of time where that might be. And I would never um, like be bitter if one of my married friends, like if I don't hear from you all the time or if I only see you, that's fine. I'm just saying some people like literally disappear. (laughs) And I think that's what, like my next relationship, I want to invest time in that person. Um, so I don't know if I would be available every single day at the beginning, but definitely now that I'm older, it's the awareness of like, nope, you have to have a balance that's healthy. Like I would never want to be consumed with one person. That's a lot of pressure to like one person to keep you entertained day in and day out for 50 years. Some couples do that. (laughs) Denise, why are you laughing? Because I'm thinking to myself, rest assured, she Danielle's like, I don't know if I can like with my when I'm with my husband, if I can be around my friends like every day. I'm like in my head, rest assured, I keep hearing my phone ring every morning. <laughs> Sorry, I call Denise every morning, usually at about um 8 15 or 8 a.m. while I walk the dog or 8 30 after the kids are online. But sometimes we just sit and like I don't even know what we talk about half the time. I don't know. Don't even know. <laughs> but I, I always tell people, like, take me now. Because when now, my husband like, comes. Because when husband number two I, comes. I have, but see, but see, can I ask you, why are you premeditating that you're going to be able when your husband comes? Like, now you're going back into the trap that you said you did with oh, your first marriage. I know. You know what? That's what I have to work on for myself, self-admittedly. I'm a very, like, I, I'm a Libra and I have the scales and I'm a very unbalanced I, I don't have, it's very oh, hard for me to be we know about the Libras. Like you said, in when your last marriage, um, the mistake you made was giving up your life. And now you're pre telling us that. Well, I'm not going to give be- it up like that. I'm not going to give it up like that, but it's like, 
you know, I mean, you know what, instead of like seven days a week of accessibility, you may have me five days a week of accessibility. You know know what, I'm going to, I'm going to break this down right now, just before we end this. Maybe this isn't about that. And maybe this is deeper for Denise and it's in her ego. So maybe Denise, look into my eyes. Maybe Denise thinks that people think, oh, doesn't Denise have anything else to do? But so she keeps saying, don't worry, guys, I won't be around. Like she thinks we're worried. She's around too much. So she's like, because you see how you see how she says it, though. Don't worry when my husband number two comes around, blah, blah, blah. So take me now. But nobody's worried. Oh, you know what? That's creative. I never thought of it that way because I mean, everybody knows, like when your sister gave me a birthday card, like I'll always be on your couch <laughs> so, <laughs> and I have no shame in that. <laughs> I'll be I back no on sh- the couch shortly after the second yeah, dose. I have no shame in that. I'll always be on that couch. And you know what? I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get to the good old couch of your father-in-law and your mother-in-law too. I'm trying to, trying to fly over there and get to that couch too, to party. So oh, I hear Florida? it's over there. So I'll be everywhere. Yep. You know, trust me, <laughs> when COVID life is done, we're all going to Ocala. Big up, big up, Richards, Guyana, GT. Anyways, <laughs> so we if you take anything away today, honestly, it's just try to reevaluate and also think like only looking to just your spouse for everything in life. You're really putting a lot of pressure on them to fulfill all of your needs. Like Maybe, and then maybe if you feel like that loneliness and longing, it's because it's something you need to fill and not the other person. And you can fill it with girlfriends, girl time. Like everybody like, oh, I'll take a nature walk. I have time. No, like sometimes you just need your girlfriends and that's it. That's true. And I'm not giving mine up. And on a side note, um, to just to tie into that. Also is that when you also put all your eggs into your spouse, I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer, but um, like what's going to happen if your spouse ever got sick or left you, you're left with zero and then you have to start all over again. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Well, that was it. If you have any questions or feedback on that, you know, check us out on Instagram at share therapy or send us an email info at sharetherapy.co. But, and if you want to like have a friend in us, we're here. I can be your friend. You know what? Where's your couch? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we'll see you next week and uh, toodaloo. Bye. Toots. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Hot Seat, a sheer therapy podcast. We hope you enjoyed yourself and can't wait to be with you again next week. If you've taken anything away from this today, it's to live, love, forgive, have faith, and always have a glass of wine and your girls. We can't wait to be with you all again next week. See you soon.